Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. My name is Monica, and I will be your host today as we talk about anime, what it is, and where to get started. We want to welcome back all of our returning listeners. Thank you for being here. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you very much. The Temple of Geek Podcast is where we cover everything from movies, comics, TV shows, and more. We've been around since 2012, and we've been enthusiastically covering the world of geek ever since. With me today is Destiny from the Getting Animated Podcast. Welcome to the show, Destiny, and thank you for being here. Hi, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Can you please introduce yourself to our listeners and give them some background about what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. So my name is Destiny. I also go by Destiny Senpai, and Senpai basically just means like an older person. Um, And I run the Getting Anime podcast, which goes over industry news along with um, anime review. I review movies, shows. Um, Sometimes I get certain guests on, like I ended up... um, recently interviewing someone in the industry who does like um, anime DJ stuff and things like that. And I just like to showcase, you know, people in the industry and let you know a little bit more about anime and how it's made and all the fun parts of it. Awesome. That sounds exciting. How long have you been running your podcast? So my podcast is actually still pretty young. It's like a little baby. Um, I've been only doing podcasting for about a year and a half, close to two years. Um, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it just, it literally came as just um, like a calling for me. So (laughs) I'm still pretty new at this. I'm learning every day. And like you say, it's a calling. What part of it, um, what was it that like inspired you? And at what point did you say like, I have to do this? I have to talk about this. Well, I live in a very small town. um, And when I mean small, I mean very small. If you, you basically know everybody if you've lived here for about two years or so. And I just felt like I couldn't really talk to anybody about anime and all I wanted to do was talk about it. Um, You know, if you're like a geek or a nerd, you have that passion and you just want to be surrounded with people who feel that same passion for, you know, about the thing that you love. And I just felt like I needed to create a safe space where I could just talk about the things I love, meet people. And then another reason was I wanted to make a career in the anime industry but I wasn't really sure on what I wanted to do. So I was just like, I mean, podcasting might help me segue in there and I might be able to talk to the right people and the right anime fans per se and just basically create a little community you know, around myself talking about anime. So that was like the real reason I wanted to start it. That's really interesting and a really good idea too, because um, as you're like researching anime and like the industry and what goes into it, you can kind of fine tune like, oh, you know what? Maybe I thought I liked this part of the industry, but I don't. I like this other part more. And the only way you can find that out is talking to people and kind of like getting involved in it. So this is a really great way to segue into that. Exactly. Because what most people, when you think about animation or um, anime period, there's always two things that people pop up, like an animator and a voice actor. I cannot draw for anything. Like, don't ask me to draw a sick person for you. It will not be cute. Um, (laughs) And I felt like I really, like the technique and all the hard work it takes to be a voice actor, it's basically like acting. You know, it 
takes years of practice. Absolutely. So I was just like, I can't do any of those things. So there has to be something else in the anime industry that I could jump into. And there's so many different options, so many different departments. Like you literally can do almost anything in the anime industry. That's really exciting. And I'm like, that's really cool. And I really hope that that goes really well for you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and so I'm aware of what anime is. Um, I, you know, I have a good awareness of like the more mainstream anime, like Pokemon, um, you know, Sailor Moon, um, things like that, Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. But, we, you know, I went last year to um, Anime Expo Ooh. and I realized how little I know about anime. I showed up and it was like over a hundred thousand people there. And it was like this huge crowd of just people dressed in these amazing, beautiful, intricate cosplays that I had no idea what they were from. And I kept seeing kind of a lot of the same cosplays over and over. But then I saw some that like were very, you could tell they were unique and very niche. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, wow, I'm I'm like overwhelmed by how much content goes on in there. And as I walked the exhibit halls and I saw all the art and all the booths and all the, like, I just didn't even know where to start. I had no idea that anime one was so huge. (laughs) And two, that like, there was so many different parts of the genre. Mm -hmm. So for my listeners who who may not be familiar with anime or like kind of are like me who kind of know like a a little bit about the mainstream ones. Can you tell us like in your own words, what you think anime is and um, yeah, like at least like a description of what anime is. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, So first of all, I could imagine walking into anime expo, like (laughs) I'm going this year for the first time and I can only imagine like, not being as familiar with like all the stuff and just seeing everything for the first time, like how how impactful <laughs> all that could be. Um, anime is literally, and in the most basic terms, just cartoons, but it comes from Japan. Um, however, the difference between America car- American cartoons and Japanese cartoons is anime branches off into so many different avenues like you know when you think about american cartoons you think of you know like the basic stuff like maybe kim possible that's kind of an old one but things for children basically things aimed at little kids yeah and it's not something i mean now we're growing into the field of like bojack horseman and things like that for adults bob's burgers things like that but you always think of it more as like a family thing and anime isn't like that anime can be a family thing but most of it it's literally art and it's literally like multiple stories and different things like um you know how you watch like daytime tv and murder shows and things like that with real people anime is basically that it takes so many different avenues so many different stories and it just puts it on such an intricate level that you're just like wow oh my god i can't believe this is still a cartoon and that's why i feel like a lot of people don't know what anime is because they stop once they realize that it's animated. They stop watching it or giving it a chance because they're like, oh, well, this is a cartoon. And it's like, oh, no, like you have no idea how serious this show gets in the sense of just like it talking about human emotion and just a story that could really affect your life. Like anime has changed my life personally, um, just based on all the different stories I've 
taped in and things like that. And when you talk to a majority of anime fans, they'll always tell you there's either one anime or a couple of them that has just changed their life and make them like realize something about themselves or allowed them to realize something that was going on in their own life, you know? Um, so anime is basically that. It's just, it's literally just, you know, Japanese uh, art in a sense and just a whole different level of cartoonism, I guess. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a great way to explain it. So if somebody like me or like one of my listeners who just doesn't have like a great awareness of like all that is out there in, in anime, but they want to learn about it, they want to know more about it, where would you suggest that they start? Um, so there's a couple of platforms that you might know about it just from like when you type in anime. Um, there's Crunchyroll, there's Funimation. Um, those two big platforms are the ones that I always try to gear people towards. Um, I know Netflix is also trying to um, get into anime, but as far as finding like the perfect anime for you, I would pick those two platforms. Um, as a show, like if you want to center it so it's like targeted, what was a good show that I would recommend for a beginner? Um, there's a show called Erased, and it's like a murder mystery, and it's actually pretty serious, but it has its like times and I feel like when you're introducing somebody to anime you can't start off with something like Sailor Moon or Dragon Ball Z one because it's extremely long like they have so many episodes um, and most people also get turned off by that you know they feel a little bit overwhelmed um, so usually I try to give you a series that's pretty short maybe like 24 episodes 12 episodes like a normal thing you would binge on Netflix or you know right that makes sense yeah something like we would normally binge on a day that we're off or something like that and I also like to give you something a little bit more on the realistic side so because when you think about anime you think of like yelling and magical powers and all this stuff and Sometimes a lot of people, again, turn away because they're just like, it's too childish. So I like to give them a more serious anime so they feel more connected with the characters and still, you know, have that understanding and can relate to it. So Erased is a really good short anime that I would highly recommend for new people. Awesome. And that's a really good point that you make that, like, you know, the the magic of it is a little it could turn people off to it. And, you know, but we just finished, you know, eight seasons of Game of Thrones that was like zombies and dragons and people seem totally fine with that. But when it's in a cartoon sense, it seems like, oh no, that's for kids, you know? Yeah, they immediately get turned off. And it's like, I, to be quite honest, I didn't really watch Game of Thrones. I like don't know anything about Game of Thrones at all. Like I, I know a little bit of it, but it's just like, it's amazing how people will just immediately dismiss anime. And I'm just like, but look at all the crazy stuff. Like, you'll actually sit down and watch. And you know it's not true. And you know it's, like, fantasy and fiction. But I don't know. And then another thing is, like, anime has been around for such a long time. So when you think, I feel like a lot of people have seen it when they were a kid. And, like, that's all they've been able to see. So that's why they always put it in that box. Because it's like, oh, that's. I see that on TV all the time, just like SpongeBob. And it's like, no, (laughs) no. You're like, it's deeper than that. It really is. And like, while we're on that subject, um, are there any stereotypes that you find like are associated with anime or misconceptions that you feel might be like a little bit unfair? Um, 
definitely um, the whole it's for children, just because like I've seen some violent, scary, like horrifying anime that you would not want to show your kids. Um, along with you know just like, like same ones like the same shows that you watch on TV, as far as like nudity and things that you wouldn't want your kid to see. I've seen an anime before, so. I hate that misconception that, oh, it's only for kids, or if you watch it, you're childish. Um, Another thing that I don't really care for is when people kind of talk bad about anime due to the subtitles, um, and that it's in a different language. Like, they make fun of it, like, almost like, oh, how can you understand it, or why do you want to read? You know, like, they kind of just talk trash because it's in a whole different language, and... um, it's just completely insensitive, and I feel like um, there's dub out there, too. So if you feel intimidated or if you're someone who can't read subtitles really quickly, it's okay. Um, there's dub in all types of different languages, whether it's Spanish, German, English. So it's not just for one type of viewer, you know what I mean? Like, anime is for everybody. Everybody can enjoy it, whether you like to read subtitles or not. Um but I think that's pretty much it. Not too much bad stereotypes around anime. Okay, awesome. Um, well, I mean, you bring up good things. It is a little insensitive, but there's also people who may like not be able to read a subtitle that fast or could get frustrated, yeah, you know, or exactly. you know, whatever their situation is, like maybe for them having a dubbed version is is absolutely okay and absolutely fine, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a good point to bring up because people might not know that that you know that that's an option. And it could be intimidating at first because I I've seen times like when I first started watching anime it would go so fast like if they're in the mid argument and you're just like trying to catch up it can be intimidating at first but like I said there's plenty of avenues so it's not too scary when you hop in there. Yeah, that's a really good point to bring up. Um, do you have a favorite anime? I do. Um, well, kind of. <laughs> what would, is it and why is it your favorite? Um, so I would say it, it's a movie. It's an anime movie. Um, and I dub it my favorite because it's called A Silent Voice. I dub it my favorite and it recently came out in 2017 because um, – it tackles a lot of things that aren't really talked about in anime, uh, like mental health and bullying and overcoming a lot of situations like that. Um, not to mention, if I'm like my favorite, um, my favorite uh, company that produced it, which was uh, Kyoto Animation. But A Silent Voice is a gorgeous film. It, I mean, it is breathtakingly gorgeous. And the story really hit home with me. Um, and it meant a lot to me. So that became my favorite one recently. But um, it's so hard when someone asks you what's your favorite anime because I've seen so many. <laughs> and there's a lot of things that are just stored in my heart in special places. So, But as of right now, I would probably say that's my favorite film. Uh, would you say that like within anime, there's like different genres, like, you know, like maybe like comedy or fantasy or horror? Oh, yeah. Okay. And then, like, do you have a particular type of anime that you tend to, like, stray towards? Um, so, I personally like, um, 
I like shoujo, and shoujo is just um, a genre that's targeted to teenage girls. Um, so that's like Sailor Moon, um, kind of like teenage, they're usually like teenage romance stuff uh, that I like because I just, you know, I'm super girly and I love all that junk. Um, romance is another one I really enjoy. I love like all the drama that comes with it. And um, I'm also a really big fan of like psychological dramas um, and like mysteries and stuff because I'm actually a really big um nerd when it comes to murder mysteries and true crime and stuff like that so whenever there's an anime like that's following like a murderer or anything like that I'm like really into it um so that's pretty much what I would have to say like shoujo and um like psychological thrillers are my biggest ones that I care for awesome and then you did mention that like there's a particular type of anime that's like um geared towards more like a teenage girl right Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I noticed when I was at Anime Expo and even in the local cons, because I'm lucky that I live in Los Angeles and there's like a lot of anime like um, events that happen throughout the year here. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I noticed is that the crowd is always significantly younger than like a crowd at a regular comic book convention mm-hmm. where like um, comic book conventions tend to have like you know, um, people between 24 and like, let's say 40 years old. Mm-hmm. That's like the average attendee. But like at, um, at, at Anime Expo, the the attendees seem to be much younger than that, where I would say it, the average attendee was anywhere between 16 and 26. Mm-hmm. Um, do Is that something that you notice in the anime fandom as well? that it's mainly like a younger audience that enjoys it? Or is that just something that I'm seeing kind of like from the outside, not really knowing? Um, I think that's from the outside, really uh, not really knowing just because, um, and I feel like there's a couple of reasons too. Like a lot of the older anime fans, I feel like they go to, they don't go to conventions as much. I could be wrong, but I feel, cause I know a couple of them do. And I've seen them when I go to cons sometimes. But a majority of them, I feel like, aren't really into it as much because they've done it for so long. You know what I mean? And they've gone to cons and they've loved anime for so long because anime has been around forever, like since like before the 80s. And I know a couple of people or a couple of older people who are really into it. So I, I don't know if they just don't tend to go to cons because, you know, Cons can be crowded and just and they just don't see the need to go to them um right mm-hmm. but at the same time like with all the conventions that I go to I see a lot of parents who bring their kids who cosplay with their kids um and you know like just I've seen older people who just like randomly come out and they just say hey you know like I just love this stuff and I just come and get like my few little goods and then they kind of go home type of thing. Like they don't really need to be there absolutely in it as much as like the younger kids do. Cause you know, when you're in a con and you're in your young, you can be there all day, <laughs> have the time of your life, go through the dealer hall. Like, right. Mm-hmm. You have much more energy for that. And it's, it's something that I notice with um, cosplayers when we go to conventions is that sometimes like there is, it, it is a much younger crowd, but also like the ex- oh, yeah. cosplaying is expensive. 
And if you have a family and you have bills to pay and things like that, you can't always kind of divert funds into like a cosplay fund or anything like that. So it's easier for somebody who's like maybe living at home or young or doesn't have as many responsibilities to be out there in cosplay. So it could be a little bit of a misconception where we only see like a certain type of person like stay the whole day type thing like you said. Exactly. Like, it's just, you know, when you're at a convention, it takes a lot for out of you. Like, Absolutely. Walking around, trying to get food and stuff. Like, sometimes, I mean, a lot of the time, like, I forget to eat when I'm at a convention because I'm so overly excited. But then, like, I have to go to certain panels. Like, I'm just so interested in everything. And I feel like if you were an older person, like, you would enjoy it. But there would be more like, okay, well, I'm tired. It's time to go home. Like, as much as I care about this. Absolutely. I feel like there's a time for me to just kind of like keep it moving yeah that's enough and especially like um and you said you're coming to anime expo this year i am we'll be there and let me just warn you from last year it's like it's insane i've never been to a convention that was so packed and that was like so many people like i it, it was like shoulder to shoulder everywhere that i went oh my gosh but what was also very interesting was that this convention was much kinder, gentler, and like more respectful really? than I've seen any other comic book convention. Cause I've been to like, I've been going to comic book conventions for like eight or nine, about eight years now. And I cover anywhere from like five to 10 cons a year. Wow. And anime expo was probably the most crowded that I've been to. Well, outside of San Diego comic-con, but like it was so packed in the Los Angeles convention center but everybody was so nice and so respectful. And that was like a first for me. I was like, wow, like it's so crowded and nobody's cranky. <laughs> like everybody was just happy to be there. Yeah, because for the longest time, anime was something that it was so hard to obtain, you know, and it was so hard to find fellow fans like you. And specifically speaking, like for me, as just like a black girl. I, it was very hard for me to find anybody that watched anime or who would admit to me like that they watched anime. And now I feel like there's just a sense of community now, especially because we've grown, like we've opened the, like through technology and 20, you know, just it being the future, quote unquote. Like Yeah, and social media alone just opens doors that were previously closed. Exactly, and has opened so many avenues and... It's just been such a great experience meeting so many people in the anime community. And it's almost like a giant family. I mean, you always have those family members that are a little wacky. But it's just <laughs> been so, it's just been so like, um, it's just like a life-changing moment where you get to meet like all these people who love the same things that you've loved and know about it and talk about it and they want to cosplay with you and things like that. It's just like you at one point you felt like you were the only one in the world who watched anime and it was like such a niche thing. And now it's just like, we're being noticed everywhere. And it's like really exciting. So I can only imagine like that sense of community when you walk into anime expo. And you know, what's interesting is you, know, you talked about being like, you know, a young black woman who, you know, was alone in her love for anime. And one thing that I noticed at anime expo and, and what I've noticed in all the ones that I've gone to is the like the diversity at these cons. We're talking people from all backgrounds at anime conventions and more so at these anime conventions that I've seen. It's a much more diverse crowd 
And, and I feel like that's really interesting. Um, you know, not to say that comic book conventions don't have a diverse crowd, but I, I did notice a more diverse crowd when I went to anime expo, it was people from all over the world and it was really kind of refreshing and really nice, you know? And you said like, you mentioned that, you know, there's people that take their kids. And I did see a lot of that. I did see a lot of, um, I would say like teenagers, right. And parents following like their teenagers around like the convention. So it was definitely a very family friendly environment. Oh yeah, of course. That's why I was, you know, when you, I introduced my mom into anime and my mom is like an old school Jamaican woman. She like cannot read subtitles. Like she does not like any, like trying to follow along. It's too confusing for her. But once you put on that dub for her, she'll watch the whole four seasons with me like in bed in one sitting like she loves it and I feel like anime connects so many people together like family you know your family your friends um online spaces like there's so many communities and things that I'm in just solely based because of anime and I was able to meet all these people just based off of our love for anime and I've met some like really amazing online friends that I'm just like oh you're the best how did I not meet you sooner and it's just like because we're all in the same space like ranting about our favorite show so it's it's a really great feeling um loving anime and being a part of the community and and so now I'll ask you about community because um so if somebody like you know is listening to our podcast and they check out like you know a couple animes that you know that you've recommended and they binge it like where would they find their community where could they go to like you know find other like-minded people online for example like how did you find your community online so um i actually i'm a part of a really dope community called quirktastic um and they they have like a quirktastic app along um, that we recently just put out and Quirktastic, literally, if you log in and you download the app, you're able to meet somebody who likes the same thing as you do. And you guys can basically talk to each other, meet up and pick which conventions you want to go to together, um, which I think is really cool. It's like a friendship app and it's just really dope. But um, I ended up meeting a lot of my friends through Quirktastic and just the website and things like that. But um it's a lot of just, I would say, like, um, like social media, basically. A lot of social media, like, hashtags and things like that. That's how I was able to find people who liked anime, um, specific hashtags and things like that. Um, you know, Twitter and, and just searching through forums and trying to find people who knew what show I would, you know, hashtag if I hashtag like erased or something, I would see who was interested into it and who was talking about it. And that's how I was able to find, you know, like my sense of community and kind of cultivate my social media platform for myself. Um, One thing that I do want to say, especially to your listeners, is if you just get started on anime, it's okay. Like, don't let anybody because don't let anybody make you feel like you're not a true anime fan because you watched one or two and you want to get more into it like if you enjoy anime watching one or two shows three shows you're still an anime fan and you're a part of the community just like someone like me who's watched over like 100 anime shows 
it is okay. Um, because, you know, in any fandom, you always have, you know, gatekeepers who are like, what, you're not a real anime fan because you've only watched the popular ones or things like that. And I just want new people to feel comfortable in this space. Like, you're complete, we're not all like that. You're completely okay if you've watched only one or two anime and then, like, that's it and you want to learn more about the culture. Like, it is okay. That is a wonderful sentiment. And I'm so glad that you said that because that's something that we really strongly believe, like, on our website, like, you know, we always try to stay very objective on like what we cover and, you know, cover both sides of, you know, fandom, you know? Um, but one of the things that we, we really try to like talk about is like the mental health in the community, the gatekeeping in the community and how it doesn't matter how you express your fandom or your celebration of something. All of it is valid, whether it's super subtle or super expressive and loud and proud, um, however you decide to be a fan is valid and it's okay and you don't have to like justify yourself to other people. Of course, of course. Like you're if you could watch literally like one show and if that's something that you loved and you And that's the only thing you love. (laughs) That's it. Then that's your show. That's your love. You're an anime fan. You love, you know, you're just a part of the culture. You understand the jokes. Like I hate that that gatekeeping thing because a lot of anime gatekeepers you know they have always have these weird rules that come out of nowhere (laughs) you're like who said that (laughs) who made that like who made this rule up that this is how things are supposed to be and it's like I understand that at some point anime was something that you know not everybody knew about and it was kind of like you know not sacred, but it was just kind of like a small group and only certain people knew about it. It was like a secret almost. But it's just like, I'm actually really excited and really happy that so many people are opening up to anime and they're understanding that there are different types of fans out there. And, you know, we're all out here and we're all being noticed and we can all enjoy the same thing without having to be judged for it you know what I mean because something that I talk about a lot on my podcast is for so long you know being black and loving anime was something that was almost like you would like get clowned on for and it was just something that was looked like you're the weird person and it just feels it feels good and it feels um just really nice to know that it's not like that anymore and that we're able we're all able to like something and we're all able to enjoy the fandom and engage in conversation with it without feeling like it's something we have to hide from the world so never let anyone make you feel like you aren't a true fan of anything whether it's anime or anything nerd culture i'm so glad you brought that up and also like I feel like sometimes those those kind of attitudes, they don't come from a place of like trying to just, you know, be mean or gatekeep completely, but almost it's like a um, like a shared suffering, right? They were clowned on or they were hurt or they were made fun of. And this is the one thing that there was that there was theirs. And so when when things become mainstream and acceptable and people just walk into the fandom and don't suffer for it the way they suffered for it. Um, sometimes it like creates a resentment and it's understandable and it's super human, 
But at some point you have to kind of decide like, do you just want to live in that resentment or do you want what you've always wished, which was that it is mainstream and acceptable and that people love what you love, you know, you just have to kind of, yeah, like it's that sense of community. yeah, exactly. You have to kind of just make that decision. Like, are you going to stay here, be angry, or are you going to like join the party, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I get it. Like I try to be sensitive to like, you know, all sides. Like I understand why people sometimes feel that resentment, but you know, I hope that. No, you made a really good point. Like you made a really good point. Cause I, I, I never really think of it like that. Cause I always feel for like the newcomers, you know what I mean? Like, cause I want to almost like shelter them. Right. Absolutely. The, like, Absolutely. Stuff that people say, but, and I guess I can understand, you know, and I, you know, I've caught myself doing that too, where I've been like, you're not a real anime fan like you don't know you don't know this person like and it's like you haven't been in the trenches with us you know what I mean like exactly when people like just start Naruto or something I'm like you know like Naruto like <laughs> but I also understand like you're right like is it are you going to be on the negative side for so long or are you going to try and make that positive and you know loving and accepting and just a whole community that you've always wanted to be a part of yeah, and I think that happens in all fandoms. Like, it happens in music, it happens in sports, it happens in, like, you know, just regular television and movie, like, fandoms. Um, I think it's kind of just something that we do, and hopefully it's something that we grow out of, yeah. you know? Um, and, you know, I think, I feel like most people are kind of guilty of that on some level, so I'm always kind of, like, you know, trying to be, like, it's fine, that you felt that way, but like, are you going to come to the party or not? <laughs> like what's it going to be? <laughs> and so, um, and then one of the things that you also said was that Twitter and hashtags like on Instagram and Twitter and things like that are important to find your community. And like, I totally agree with that because that's how I found you. I was looking for somebody to talk to about an anime. I wanted somebody who didn't know me, who, you know, um, you know, who I could just have like an open conversation with. And um, I went through tons of the anime um, hashtags looking and I stumbled upon your podcast and I followed it. And, you know, I started kind of like looking through your post and, and I did this with a couple different, like, um, you know, anime fans. And then I ended up just kind of like latching onto you. And one of the things that I really liked about your page is how, opening it was for people and you you post a lot of different animes that I have never heard of that I have no idea what it is and you just write these little small synopsis on your post and I was like oh man and I was telling like you know my boyfriend like did you know that they have animes like this did you know that they have animes like that and like I had no clue and there was one that you posted about somebody making food oh and how soothing it was for you and I was like and I, my mind was blown. I was like, like, this is a thing? Like, people could watch this? Like, and I just thought that was so cool. So anyways, like, I, it definitely, you hit home when you say, like, you know, look through hashtags and Twitter I'm and stuff so, like that. Because you'll be surprised I'm what you find. I'm so glad there. you felt that way. <laughs> oh, that oh, it was great. Your page is great. Like, I don't know what most of it is, but I've been following you're on there. <laughs> yeah, like I said, there's so much. Like, there's literally an anime. I think the one that you're talking about is there's an anime where it's literally a woman who goes 
to bars after work. She's like probably in her 20s. And she just orders food and drinks beer after a long day at work. And it's the most soothing thing in the world to me because I'm in my 20s and I have stressful day at work and I just love eating good food. And so I could have related so much to her <laughs> and I felt that way um, every time I watched it. And I was just like, I, I love letting people know all the different types of shows out there because it's literally a show for everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the things that I also like about your Instagram page is all the art that you share because it's really, really lovely. Um, not just the art as far as like the animes that you watch, but like, you know, fan artists who are posting like, you know, their interpretations of different, you know, anime characters. Mm. And I really, really love that because I found a couple of really great artists through you. And I was like, this is so cool. Yes. Thank you so much. I am so, I'm so supportive of the art community. Um, one of my best friends is an artist. And whenever I hear like, you know, just the things he goes through, you know, with people like resharing his art and not crediting him and things like that. Like I feel for him. So like, I always want to show people, you know, just the amazing art and talent that's out there. And I always make sure that they're credited. Um, you'll never see, you know, without, you'll never see a picture up there without having someone's name on it, who it is tagged, or at least where I got it from. I'm super big on just, you know, if you share art and show art, it's important to let, you know, the creator get its work and get known for their work and how important it is. Yeah, absolutely. Because you never know who's out there watching and looking, yeah. and, you know, and if those artists aren't like credited, like, you know, somebody might never be able to find them, for example. So, exactly. yeah, absolutely. Supporting the art community is extremely important. Um, and then you know, obviously you created a podcast about this subject, but in what other ways have you found that this, uh, the genre of anime has influenced your life? Um, we talked a little bit about like, you know, finding an online community and things like that. Um, anime has opened so many doors for me and so many avenues in my life. Like, um, like interpreting certain things. Like I, I'd suffer from depression and anxiety and, watching anime has helped me a lot um i have been through some you know just some dark sessions and being able to watch anime has been like a form of therapy for me um it's not the only form of therapy because you actually have to go to therapy but um anime has just you know lifted burdens off my back almost and helped me rear my focus into other things so it's really helped shape and cultivated my life a lot um, also, as far as like anime impacting my life, it definitely has been impacting my career. I've been able to talk to so many different people. Uh, earlier this year, I was able to work with Crunchyroll, which was like a huge dream of mine, which I never thought I would be able to do. And I was able to do it. Um, and, you know, it's just like I said before, it had helped me meet a lot of friends. Um, I'm going to be a guest speaker at a convention later this year because of anime. So anime has really sh shifted my life for the better. And it's really opened up a lot of doors and avenues for me. That's so cool. I'm so excited for you. And it sounds like, like anime loves you back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sure does. Um, well, so before we go, um, and like, I just want to thank you again for being here because it's been really nice talking to you today. Um, yeah. but 
Before we go, are there any last thoughts, tips, or impressions that you want to share with our listeners? Um, well, one, you know, just ease into it. You know, you don't have to start going and running head on to, you know, One Piece, which has like 650-something episodes. Like, you literally oh my goodness. <laughs> can start off pretty slow. It doesn't matter if, you know, there's anime that are probably like maybe six episodes long and each anime is or each episode is probably like 15 minutes I mean find something that fits you and interests you doesn't matter what it is and you know just give it a chance find it in dub if you don't like sub and just try and ease your way into it there's also manga out there for people for more book readers who enjoy comics and stuff like that I've actually got into anime from what reading mangas um, I didn't really know what anime was until I picked up a manga. I was like, oh, wow, there's a show about this. So tr- you could also find something that interests you through that way. And, you know, it's just important. Like I said, don't let anybody make you feel bad for loving what you love. Um, this community is for everybody, just like the nerd community is for everyone. So just, you know, go in slow and you'll do just fine. Excellent. Well, thank you again so much for talking to us today. I really had a good time. Um, This is going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter using the handle Temple of Geek. Do you want to check out some of our other episodes? Why don't you head on over to templeofgeek.com? There you will find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. Check out this post um, for all the information on getting animated and where to, where to listen to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me, uh, Destiny, on this episode. My name is Monica. I will see you guys next time. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit TempleofGeek.com, your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.